Welcome everyone back to Clubhouse Chatter Podcast. Here I am Ian, of course, and we have Jake here. Also known as Panthers fan. So he is in the crew. He just, he runs the stories with me and pretty much you'll never tell apart which one of us is doing the stories, to be honest. I've taught him pretty well. Yeah. (laughs) And then also, I'm not as much into baseball, so that's probably why I'm not as active on it. But I still watch baseball a bit. But yeah, but not as consistently as everyone else. All here. right, so we have some pretty big news that we're going to be covering here. So the first thing, probably the more recent thing that's happened, the Indians changed their name. We don't know what to. Me and Jake have just been joking around a bit about the football team 2.0, and they're going to be called the baseball team, but. Probably not. Yeah, we'll have to see if that happens. Honestly. They might just start with the baseball team for this year because they don't know the name and then and then just take the logos and stuff away, kind of like what yeah. Washington's doing in well, the NFL. I mean, and then next year they'll come up actually, with a new name, actually, new uniform, I think whatever what they want to do. With that. Is they're gonna keep the name and everything this year and then at the start they said already at the start of twenty twenty one they're changing everything. But I don't know if they're changing everything this year or not. They might be, but they also might not. I would, I would assume they would. If not, why would they start announcing stuff right now? Why wouldn't they just wait until next year and say, all right, at the end of next season, all right, now we're going to change our name and logos. Why would they say that now if they're just going to keep the same I don't know. Stuff? I feel like they're going to do like a football team type of thing. They might. Where they just take, well, they they take all the logos. They're and making like away. a whole rebranding in 2021, but. They might do that this year. I don't know. Yeah, I personally think they'll do more of the football team route, just remove all the names, logos, all that stuff, and just have like pretty much a plain nothing jersey for now. But then next year, redo everything, have a new name, have everything in place for the future for branding-wise. That's my take on it, at least. But we'll see what happens. All right. So next thing we're covering is David Dahl signed on a one-year deal with the Rangers. Honestly, that's a pretty good signing for the Rangers. To be honest, my take on the Rangers, they're one of the top teams of the offseason because they've made like they've made one or two signings and they also yes, they got rid of Lance Lynn, but he's on his final year of his deal and they traded for yeah, a top I... prospect of the White Sox, a pitcher too which they needed to replace him. Yeah, I Yeah, I think overall they did good because what you're doing is you're getting rid of a pitcher later for a younger pitcher who's going to come in eventually. But we'll get more into that trade once we get to that later. But um, I do think this is a good signing for them. You you never could have enough outfielders. You can always play DH or one of your other fielders can. And you never know with injuries. So you just want to have more insurance and just depending on how the lineup go, he could play more or less just depending on how it works out. But the next thing we have is the catcher, Jamie McCann, formerly a Chicago White Sox, has signed with the New York Mets on a four-year, $40 million deal. So personally, I think this is a good signing for them because Jane McCann, I think, is a very good catcher. I think one of the best, not the best, but up there, definitely top 10 and just a little bit underrated because last year him and Grandal were alternating for the White Sox, so he wasn't getting as much playing time. But I think he'll be a great replacement for Ramos from the Mets to be the starter. 
for the next few years and maybe try to bring a championship to New York. We'll see if that happens. Yeah, I'm just going to say what Mets fan, what some Mets fans are calling Steve Cohen, Uncle Steve has been doing some stuff in New York. I'm just going to say he's been doing some good stuff. I mean, it's on a four-year deal, too. So they got him for four years yeah. as long as they don't trade him. And that's a... And ten million for a good catcher is not that much. Yeah. Like for a good catcher, and also you never know—they might bring in Bauer, Springer, both of them. They're still both available. Yeah, because Cohen they has a might lot of New money. As well. In baseball, there is no cap, so yeah, they'll spend as much as they need. Yeah, Cohen, if you if you didn't know, has been a Mets fan his whole yeah. life and wants to see the team and win. He's a so he's gonna probably put everything he can into this. Team. And he's a billionaire, so he so. wants to see him be good. The last ownership was the complete opposite, not wanting to do anything, but Cohen's like, I'll do whatever it takes to win. And what it takes to win is getting good players yeah. by getting good deals. Obviously not necessarily because the Rays did make it to the World Series last year and they had one of the lowest payrolls in the MLB. But majority of the time you saw that the Dodgers, who had one of the highest last year, ended up winning the World Series. So typically that's how it goes. Yeah. Is a higher paid team because they have better players. Well, typically. I mean, the Dodgers was a one year thing because they had like one of the highest paying role out of everyone every single year before that, too, and they didn't win it. So you never know. Yeah, I'm just saying it's always it's a still, battle in the MLB for who wins the World Series. Yeah, it's not like it's not like a lot of other leagues, like. I'll, yeah. I'll just give a soccer reference here. League One in Europe and the Bundesliga in Europe, they both have the same team win it pretty much every year. Like, literally a team called Bayern Munich has won it the past nine years. <laughs> and then League One, PSG's won it for who knows how long. But all right, so the next thing in the free agency that we are going to be covering here is right-handed pitcher Raziel Iglesias was traded from the Reds in exchange for right-handed pitcher Noah Ramirez. Or Noah Ramirez. I don't know how to pronounce the first name. I'm sorry. And shortstop Leo Rivas from the Angels were traded for Raziel Iglesias. I mean, honestly, I'd say that's a pretty good deal for the Angels because they're getting a pitcher, a solid one at that. And the Reds also are benefiting from the trade. They're getting a pitcher that they've needed because they're losing Trevor Bauer, and they're also getting a shortstop. Yeah. Personally, I don't really know about these two players as well. I haven't, like, looked into them and stuff, so I don't know. But I'm assuming they're prospects, and they could help out this team in the future. And it does, it makes sense for Cincinnati. They might as well try to get a few more prospects at this point. And I know they are still going to try to be competitive next year, but we'll have to see how much that is with the loss of Trevor Bauer. Cause I don't think he's going to re-sign in Cincinnati personally, but you never know. He could, but I just don't see that happening. Yeah. Oh, right. Sorry for saying the loss of Trevor Bauer because it hasn't fully happened yet. He is still a free agent. But, all right, we head to the next one. Adam Eaton returns to the White Sox. Now, I say returns because he was on the White Sox before he was on the Nationals. Then he left for the Nationals or got traded. I don't remember which one. But he has signed with the White Sox for one year 
So, I mean, honestly, that's a good signing because they definitely yeah, I agree in right this... field. Yeah, I was going to agree this is a good signing because now they're losing Nomar Rosara to free agency. And Adam Engel is a good right fielder because he did catch that the fly out to secure Lucas Gioletto's no-hitter last year. But I do think that they probably want to get a better outfielder out there because he is good. It's just I think he want a little bit better of a hitter because he's more of a fielder. He's not really a great hitter necessarily. And you can always play Adam Eden at DH if you need, but I feel like he'll probably just play right field. But we'll see what they decide to do with him. But a good one-year deal. If it doesn't work out, he's gone after this season. And if it does work out, you can always sign him to a longer deal if you need to. And just go from there and see how it plays out this year with him on the team. Yeah. All right. Next thing. Lance Lynn was traded from the Rangers for top prospect right-handed pitcher Dane Dunning and left-handed pitcher Avery Williams from the White Sox. So we said, we talked a bit about that during like the James McCann stuff, but we're going to get more a bit in depth with it now. So Lance Lynn, that's a great job by the White Sox trading for him. Yes, they dealt out their top prospect and Avery Williams, but now you have another great pitcher to go with Dallas Keuchel and Lucas Giolito in that starting rotation. I mean, honestly, it's going to be one of the best rotations in the league. Yeah, Keiko was very good last year. And and also Giolito was pretty good as well during the regular season, having a no-hitter. Only two pitchers during the whole entire regular season last year had that, both from Chicago, which was kind of funny. One from the Cubs, one from the White Sox. One was a walk-on in college. <laughs> yeah. But I think, personally, a good trade from both sides. White Sox get another pitcher, try to compete. Because they did make it to the playoffs last year. Yeah. They had a 1-0 lead, but couldn't hold it against Oakland. But I think with another pitcher in there, they have a very solid rotation with the top three. And then, yes, you're giving up prospects. But if you want to be good and try to compete, you're going to have to give up something. You can't just do it for nothing, except you're going to get a ton of free agents. And I didn't see that happening. So I think a great move by them. And if they if he does very well, they could try to re-sign him for the future because this is the last year of his deal, which we'll have to see if that happens in the next offseason or during this offseason. But I don't think they sign an extension this offseason because he hasn't even played for the White Sox yet. Yeah. But I think a good trade by both sides because Texas gets rid of a pitcher that might not have re-signed with yeah, him and get some value for him, get a great prospect who could be a nice pitcher for the Texas Rangers in the coming years. Yeah, also, they're solving a bit of their problems. They they have had some pitching problems in the last few years. Since you Darvish was gone, then they had Lance Lynn. Yeah, Lance gone. Lynn has been playing great. Yeah, but now you have Dane Dunning, who's going to be ending up coming up in a few years, maybe even one or two. Also, yeah, they we'll have Avery Williams. I mean, down there. they will have some pitching next year, maybe. Now we get into the Yeah, next it's one. just like I'm just gonna make an illusion here, but it's just like when the White Sox trade away Chris Sale to get Jan Mankata, who at the time was the Boston Red Sox like one of their best prospects, if not their best. And originally people were uh, like White Sox fans were mad because they're like, We're giving up our best pitcher. It's been very good for the White Sox. But now but then they got a their future third baseman and to build for the future, which was smart at the time. They weren't really competing that much. Yeah. And then 
now since they are getting some of those young pieces together now they're on the other end of that getting the established player but for the pitching rotation and then giving up their top prospects so it's kind of like the opposite situation now since they're ready to try to compete and possibly for a championship this upcoming season yeah all right the next thing this is was a shocker we have some Orioles fans here at Clubhouse Shower. They were not happy about this one. They didn't understand it. I don't understand it. Shortstop Jose Iglesias, or Jose Iglesias, was traded from the Orioles for minor leaguer, right for minor league right-handed pitchers Garrett Stallings and Jean Pinto or Jean Pinto, whichever one. I don't know how to pronounce his first name. Sorry. From the Angels. I don't know why the Orioles get rid of Jose Iglesias, who is probably one of their best players, if not their best player, for some minor leaguers. The only reason I would see... um, I mean, I guess the fact that Garrett Stallings and Jean-Ajean Pinto, or Jean Pinto, could be great and then they end up turning into great pitchers but still I don't get why you trade away Jose Iglesias for that the only reason I would see possibly Baltimore doing this move is because they they know they're not going to compete right now so they just trade away established player get some prospects maybe there's they see something in these two pitchers that not really anyone else sees and they can they just think they're going to be really good and it's not like they're competing right now, so it's not a horrible move. I just don't see exactly why, because it's one of your best players on that team right now. But if they do think these pitchers will be really good in the future, it is a smart move because it would be two great pitchers if they end up panning out how they probably think they will. They could be two great pitchers. We'll have to see how they pan out if they get called up in the future. But Right now, it looks like not a good trade for them, but in the future, it might be a great trade yeah. for two future All-Stars. Yeah, we also, we'll see how it goes. we also do have to remember, it didn't look like a good trade for the Padres. or It didn't look like a... Back when the White Sox trade away um, for Vladimir Shields and trade away Tatis Jr., I mean, that didn't look like a good deal for the Padres at the time because James Shields was a decent starter, and they gave him away at the time, and they just gave away a prospect. Now, all of a sudden, it just blows up in the White Sox face. Yeah, that's why when you see these trades, they might not make sense when they're first made, but if you wait a few years for these guys, they could possibly come up and be really good. That's why... I would say right now it doesn't look like the most sense, but in the future at Mike's, it could be two all-star caliber pitchers. We'll just have to see how it goes, but that's why I would say it might look like not a smart trade now, but we'll just have to see how it plays out. All right, so now next one, Trevor May signed by the Mets on a two-year deal. Now, that's a good signing for them. They buffer up the bullpen even more than it already was, and let's say that they actually do get Trevor Bauer. You have Stroman if he's healthy, or when he's healthy. And if he stays healthy, he's insanely good. You have Syndergaard if he stays healthy, that's going to be insane. You have DeGrom if he doesn't get hurt, that's going to be insane. Then yeah. you have Bauer. You two Cy Young winners in there. Yeah. Two NL Cy Young winners. Yeah. Right then there. you also have Trevor May. I mean, that's a 
great bull. That's a great starting rotation. Now you need a great bullpen. That's all the Mets need now to be a World Series contender. They're already a contender to make the playoffs, but they need a bullpen to push them over to get them that actual World Series contender title. Yeah, I would not. Ex- I would not be surprised if they find some decent bullpen uh, throwing arms and sign them or make some trades for some because. If you look at the last few years, their bullpen has not been the greatest. Yeah, and you I need to have a good though, bullpen to get through these games because your starter cannot be your starters aren't going to throw complete games. So you're going to have to have a good bullpen because if you don't, then you're not going to be able to do too well. Because if you don't have a good bullpen, how are you going to finish out games? Now they've I blown a say, lot of leads over the last few years. Jake, uh, even I like will big say, so. Familia was looking a tiny bit better last year. I will say he was looking a tiny bit better. It, I think you need to get a little bit better pitchers in there. Like, they I might know. be improving Diaz, the pitchers, the but Honestly, I think Diaz you need a little bit better. Problem. I, I covered that one in the last podcast with talking about the All-MLB 2020 list, and somehow Diaz was on there. So, but hey, trust me, I covered that one. Yeah, that's only – keep in mind that's only – the closer you gotta have set up. You gotta have middle relievers. Well, their middle relievers and setups are actually decent. It's their closer that's terrible. Like Familia is a middle reliever slash setup. He's not the closer. The closer is Diaz. Yeah, I understand that. But they saying, need a better Diaz. That's all they player. need. Honestly, that's all that they need. A closer. All right. Now to the next one. The Marlins trade for reliever Adam Simber. From the Indians for $100,000 in cash. Now, Adam Simber, he buffs up the Marlins bullpen. They need that. They really do need a bullpen. They didn't really yeah. have one that good of one last year, especially since Nick Anderson, who was good when he was with the Marlins, good in his first year with the Rays in the regular season, struggled a bit in the playoffs this year, good in the regular season this year. I mean... But you lose a guy like that, and you lose Oliver Drake also. I mean, that really downs your bullpen. Yeah, I also wanted to say that the Marlins, they already made the playoffs last year. So if they can make that bullpen a little bit better, they might be able to go further than what they did in this playoffs. But we'll have to see how it plays out. But they I'm going to stop you there on that one. I don't think that they're going to make the playoffs this year. In a 162-game schedule, we'll now 60-game, maybe. But 162? We'll see. Maybe they make some more off-season moves. Maybe they make some more trades. Maybe Maybe they get some big signings. Maybe. Maybe they get George Springer somehow. I don't see it happening, but you never know. All right. You can sign where he wants. Royals have signed Michael A. Taylor on a one-year deal. Okay. So the next two are actually going to be Royals things. I'm going to say the Royals are our winners of the off-season. Honestly. Because you look at what they have done. They've signed Carlos Santana. They've signed a bunch of decent players and A-list players. I mean, honestly, it's pretty insane what they have done. I feel like they might be a team that could maybe surprise people and make the playoffs next year. Yeah, I like what they've been doing because last year, last season for the Royals was just not really too good for them. And I like them getting all these players because then it just 
freshens it up because if when you don't have a good season, you got to try to like make it a little bit different and make it a little bit better. And I think that's what they've done this off season to give them a chance in the AL Central against the White Sox, who are looking pretty good. Minnesota was pretty good last year. They've been good the last few years. So I think they, it gives them a better chance against those teams in the AL Central. And Cleveland was also good last year, but we'll have to see how good they are this year. Yeah, because there are talks about them trading away Lindor. There are also talks about the Cubs trading away Chris Bryant. Which yeah, I these did are all just cover rumors. a few podcasts ago. Yeah, they're just all rumors at, for now, but we'll have to see how it plays out. You never know. They could get traded. Well, and if one Lindor of those players gets traded, get traded for prospects, <laughs> Lindor is already trade for prospects on either of those teams. It's going to be a big loss for them, but it's going to make sense for the long term. But because they could probably get a good amount of value for either of them, like the Cubs could get a good value for Chris Bryant, and the Cleveland can get a good value well, for Lindor. Here's what I want to say about Lindor: If you've been looking at baseball news, you would have seen, you most likely would have seen, Lindor has actually been wanting to be traded to the Dodgers this year. He wants to be traded to the Dodgers. Now, I'm a Rays fan. I'm not going to really – I'm going to try and not be biased here, but I really don't like that. I mean, everyone wants to go to the Dodgers right now. Yes, they're world champions. Okay. Yes, it's L.A. But still, everyone wants to go to the Dodgers. I mean, come on now. I understand why because keep in mind also there's no salary cap in baseball. Yeah, so you they can, can pay a lot of money, but at some point they're going to market. Out. See, yes, the reason they can, I they can pay a lot of that, money, but at some point they're going to run out. The reason I understand that is because there's no salary cap, so you could probably get a big payday possibly. And then also, at this point in his career, he probably just wants to win a championship. He couldn't win in Cleveland. He probably just wants to win a World Series. And L.A. is probably one of his best shots to do that in the NL. And then yeah. in the AL, you got some good teams as well. But yeah. personally, I would think that's probably one of the best teams to go to if you're trying to win in the championship towards the end of your career, which I think Lindor's trying to do, which is not a bad move by him because winning a championship is one of the best things to do in the sport, if not the best thing, because you're doing it with your team, and it's a really good feeling, I would say. At least that's how I would imagine it. Yeah. So, next thing, Royals have signed Mike Miner on a two-year deal. That's a great sign by the Royals. Mike Miner, one of the best pitchers last year. One of the best starters last year for the Athletics. I'm just going to say it's a pretty big sign for the Royals to get Mike Miner on two years. Yeah, I agree. Getting some more, getting more pitching never hurts. And I think that's good because you never know when you have injuries or anything. But it's always good to improve your pitching when you have the chance. And two years, that gives you a few years to try to work something out, maybe make some playoff pushes in those two years or one year, try to get to the championship. I don't know if it, if they will because they are in a pretty good division, and the AL is a pretty strong conference, so is the NL, but pretty strong competition they're going to have to face, so I don't know if they'll be able to make it to the World Series. But it's a good start to try to get them there for the Royals. Yeah. All right. So... Braves have signed starting pitcher Charlie Morton on a one-year deal. Great signing for the Braves. They actually drafted him in 2006. Now, I'm just going to say that is a great sign for them. 
They are a team that is a playoff contender every year. And you look at them last year, they needed some pitching. Like, yes, they had Max Freed. They had, they had pitchers, but they needed pitchers that could pitch in the clutch. Like, Charlie Morton is a guy that goes in in Game 7 and gets it done. Like, look at him in the ALCS Game 7 of last year. He got it done against the Astros. Yeah, I agree. That's a great sign for Atlanta because, yes, you're giving them $15 million for one year, which is a lot of money. But you do have but to keep in mind, it's only one year. It's a really good starting caliber pitcher. And the Braves right now are trying to go all in at winning a World Series, and that's their best shot, get more starting pitchers. Because they haven't been horrible. But to get to that the World Series, you need that next level of pitchers. Well, yeah, they're going all in because last year they choked a 3-1 lead in the NLCS. Yeah, and to the eventual champions in the Dodgers. But if they had another good pitcher, like a really good starting yeah, they pitcher, had like Morton, Morton start that next at game. the time, I mean, if, if they had a really good starting pitcher like Morton at the time or some other pitcher, I feel like they could have easily not blown that 3-1 series lead because – I think they could have pitched a little bit better in the playoffs if yeah. they got Morning or somebody else. Would they have? We'll never know because it already happened. But I feel like they would have had a better chance if they had a better starting pitchers at the time. Not that they had horrible pitching. I just think they could have improved a little bit. And that's what I think their number one goal should be this offseason, improving that pitching. Because the batting was pretty good in the fielding. It's just the pitching was really their downfall last year. All right. Red Sox have signed Hunter Renfro. That news has come in today, just earlier, at about, like, 1 o'clock p.m., I think. Yeah, 1 p.m. Eastern, it came around. Yeah. Might have been a tad earlier, but that's when it was about. Sometimes these, these signings happen earlier, and they're not released to the public until uh, hours later, sometimes even days later, depending on yeah. when they get it out. So it could but, have happened so... a few days ago, and just the public didn't know until today. I'm just going to say that's a great sign for the Red Sox. They're a team that's rebuilding. They needed something in the outfield ever since they lost Mookie Betts. That's going to hurt a bit of Red Sox fans. But, hey, you lost Mookie Betts, but you got Mike Trout. (laughs) It's a running joke for all you people that don't know about it. It's a running joke that Hunter Renfro looks like Mike Trout. And it's pretty funny one. Yeah, I think Hunter Renfro was really good last year for the Rays. So I think the Red Sox picking him up here is a really good deal for them. Because then you at least get – he's not as good as Mookie Betts, obviously, but at least a good replacement for him and possibly sign him back for the future if he has a good year this year. I think they just signed him the one year to see how he plays in Boston. So if he has a great year, then you re-sign him and he could be there yeah. for the next I few mean, years. Yeah. If he doesn't fit too well – then you just let him walk, and he gave him one year. Didn't work. You, you lose yeah. some, you win some. Hunter so. Renfro, I will say, Hunter Renfro did have a bit of an off year last year, but Still last a pretty year good was year. a 60 game year, and he did have an off year, but I mean, come on now. Look at the year he had before in a 162 game season 33 home runs. I mean, he was great for the Padres. Yeah, maybe he just needed a change of scenery. Because I don't think he had a horrible year last year in Tampa, but not his best year. Yeah, so maybe he, he needs a change of scenery. Year, but he didn't have a good year. Yeah, maybe a change of scenery going somewhere else will help him 
do good this year because maybe the Rays just wasn't the right system for him or something like that. We'll have to see how he plays this year with the Red Sox. But this might be a really good signing for the Red Sox that doesn't really get a ton of attention because Hunter Renfro didn't have a great year last year. So maybe not many people are paying attention to the signing. But then if he has a really good year, then people will go back and look at this signing and be like, it was a great signing for the Red Sox, and then they extend them. All right, so next thing, Stroman re-signed with the Mets. We did cover it a bit with Trevor May. I will say, that's a great re-signing for the Mets. Yes, he opted out at some point early on in 2020 season. That's a great sign for the Mets. Great pitcher when he is healthy. I mean, honestly, I feared him when he was in the AL East. I really did. I mean, the man can pitch both ways. He can pitch closer and he can pitch starter. Yeah, great re-sign by the Mets. Might as well try to keep as many good pitchers there as you can because you're you're in win-now mode. And if they can get Bauer and Springer the Mets, the Mets could be really scary this year. Well, I'm actually going to add something on to the, what they need. They don't just need a bullpen. They need hitters. Yes, give P. Alonzo. He had an off year last year. He could have, that one rookie year could have been a fluke because of the baseball. It could have been something else. It could have been a fluke just because of random reasons. We don't know. It yeah, it also could be because of that 60-game season. Everything was kind of weird last year, so... Yeah, you, 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 you can't really take like step up. 100% account, like 100% based on that season. We got to give it another season where it's a normal season because last year was just different. It's only 60 games. Maybe if it was a 162-game season, the last about 100 or so, he warmed, he heats up and plays really well. So we can't really just assume it based off those 60 games. It gives you a little starting yeah. point, but we can't assume 100% that's how it would have went if it was a 162-game season. Obviously, the stats yeah. would be a tiny bit better. And like, I'm going to add on to that. Randy Rosarena, we can't, I can't judge him. Nobody can anymore. Because literally, yes, it wasn't even really a 60-game season for him. It was a 10-game regular season where he did pretty, he did decent. Yeah, nothing, bombs, nothing special, but still pretty good, for, pretty good for being his first 10 and games in the MLB. And then it was the playoffs up until game six of the World Series. Yes, that's a few games, but that's about a quarter. That's about a third of, like, it's about a third of how many games. We played about a third of the 60-game season in the playoffs, but that's not even close to being on a 162-game yeah, season. Yeah, I would say to really know if Randy Rosarena is really a good player and, like, can consistently do that throughout a season – we need to wait about one, maybe two years, maybe give him two full seasons, and then we can kind of judge him a little bit more and see if he is really that good or if he just got hot at the right time in the postseason and is just not the greatest player and just kind of a one-year yeah. whatever, like one-year wonder or a postseason well, wonder. Well, here's the thing. He could be like a player that's not great in the regular season but always steps up in the postseason, so we can't really judge him for regular season either, and we can't judge him for only postseason. Yeah, we'll just because have to wait a year he, or two and see how he plays the next one to two years yeah, and then judge him from the there. Thing is, Jake, the thing is, if he gets hurt 
for like the pretty much whole season next year and then comes back in the playoffs and is lights out like he was last year, we still can't know if he's actually that good or not because he could just be a playoff guy only. And if he's great in the regular season and not good in the playoffs next year or and gets hurt in the playoffs, we don't really know because he could be a one-year fluke in the playoffs. Yeah, we'll just have to wait for it to play out and see how it goes from there. But all right, so the final thing that we are going to be talking about, the Royals have signed Carlos Santana. Big, big signing for the Royals. I was honestly surprised when I saw that news because you have a great player signing for the Royals. (laughs) No offense, Royals fans, but seriously, it's pretty insane. Maybe he wants to go to Kansas City and go see if he could find Patrick Mahomes, who plays for the Chiefs down there (laughs) in Kansas City. Maybe that's the point of that. Go meet up with him. Never know. Never know. But I, I, I think it's a good signing by the Royals, but I'm kind of surprised he would sign there as well because he's a really good player, and I think some contending teams would have definitely wanted him to be a part of their roster and play first base or DH. Yeah, great power hitter. Yeah, great. great. Power hitter he could play love DH. To have on your roster. Possibly he could have went to Minnesota to go fill in for Nelson Cruz since he's now a free agent. But he could re-sign in Minnesota. We'll have to see. But if not, maybe he could have replaced Nelson Cruz as the – DH for the for the Minnesota yeah. Twins, but he decides to go to the Royals, who are the Twins' rival, and we'll see how he does. Maybe the Royals have yeah, a really good bounce instead, back here this year. Well, instead, now you just have Nelson Cruz, and you have to hope about it, and Santana went to your rival. Yeah, we'll just have to see how it plays out this season, but I think the AL Central will be a pretty good division this year. Chicago should be pretty good. Minnesota should be pretty good. Kansas City looks like they're going to be pretty good. Detroit doesn't look too great. but And then Cleveland should be decent. I don't know if they'll be top in the division because we'll have to see if, if Lindor's still there or not. But I do think that this is going to be a good division this year in the AL Central. Yeah, I actually do also. But all right, ladies and gentlemen. That will do it for this podcast. Make sure you go check out our Instagram page. It's at Clubhouse Chatter. We post about baseball news. Sorry for the cutout here. Let me just say what you're saying. So he's just saying to go check out the Clubhouse Chatter. Um, This is the podcast. And then go check us out on Instagram, which we also put the updates of this stuff happening in real time. And just if you guys want to be up to date with baseball, just... Stay tuned here on the podcast. Also, stay tuned on Instagram, on the podcast Instagram, so that you get the up-to-date signings, name changes, I guess we could say. Just all baseball news overall. And thank you guys for listening to this podcast. We'll see you guys in the next podcast.